Hi, and um, welcome back to HFC. This week, we're covering the idea of the golden rule. Sometimes I feel like having the right mentality can really make a difference. Sometimes people say, fake it till you make it, or, you know, it's, it's, um, you have people who care, who think the, the action is more important, and people who think the thought is more important. We have sayings like, it's the thought that counts. Well, at least they tried. We also have sayings like, actions speak louder than words or thoughts. So it comes down to when we're thinking about the golden rule, which usually goes something along the lines of do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. Does it matter what our thoughts are saying or does it matter more what our actions are? Are they, is one greater than the other? Are they equal? Where do we stand on that as Christians or where should we stand? I've always felt like reading the Bible, there's always like that um, that careful line of we should try to be like Jesus while at the same time knowing that we will never be Jesus. And sometimes I feel like that can get confusing. Sometimes I feel like we're like, well, why am I trying to be something that I'll never be? And that's the part of me that's like gets flustered and frustrated because it's like, I've always felt personally that I've had expectations thrown upon me that are either I don't want them for myself, they're impossible to achieve, or they seem impossible to achieve. And trying to meet those expectations is scary for me because I don't know if I'll ever meet them. Um, So when I think about something like that, where as a Christian, I know we're supposed to be like Jesus, but at the same time realize we'll never be Jesus, it gets to become a little bit of nerve wracking because it's like, well... (sighs) At what point do I say, well, that's enough? At what point do I say, well, I tried hard enough. I guess I'm doing my best. Is there ever a point? Is that something we should focus on? Is that an important question to ask or should we just ignore it? That's what we're covering in today's discussion. As I kind of look over two important verses or two verses that I felt like really spoke on this um, topic. It really gave us insight into the mentality that Jesus and God have towards us and the mentality that they want us to have towards others, whether they're Christian or not. So let's start off with uh, that question of um, the golden rule. Is the golden rule something that Christians should abide by? And I feel like the answer is no. We shouldn't follow the golden rule. We should not do unto others as we'd like done unto us. We should not. Because, because here's the interesting part. The Bible actually says, in Philippians 2, 3, and give me one second, because I have notes on this, but I want to read it word for word because I don't want to miss um, recite the Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing, uh, this is Philippians 2, verse 2, and then this is verse 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And I don't think this is to be in the sense of, I'll never be as good in so, as so-and-so. It's more of in the sense of, we shouldn't even do unto them as we like done unto ourselves. That shouldn't be our focus. Our focus should be taking care of them. And because honestly, if everybody is loving 
their neighbor as if they're more significant, and then they're loving me as if they're more significant than me. It means realize that sometimes you have to make them a priority. You as a Christian know Jesus. So in some cases, you're going to have to say, let me put aside my angers. Let me put aside my frustrations. Let me put aside all of that. And instead, realize that the priority here is not about my pride. It's not about my glory. It's not about my aspirations. It's not about, you know, how I feel and what I want done. It's wholly about, God, what is going to work in this situation? What can I do in this situation? Let me come humble because, Lord, you know better than I do. Help me to reach this person. That's what it means when it says to consider them more significant. It doesn't mean to put yourself down. It means to realize that their salvation and their needs as a Christian are more important than your pride and your whatnot. Don't let your pride or your <clears throat> your frustration, your anger, any of those emotions get in the way of doing God's work. The other verse that I want to share before we go into talking about them is, actually, let's, let's talk about that one for a little bit. That verse uh, continues to go on, and it really does talk more about like what kind of mentality we should have as we do God's work. It continues with um, verse 5, sorry, verse 4 and 5, which says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who, and then again, it continues with, it, it honestly, let me just reread it from verse 2 to verse 11. This entire section is, is, is just a great example of how we should come towards doing God's work, how we should come towards talking and reaching others when we're doing God's work. Because when we're doing God's work, we are their example. We are, I'm not going to say that we are God, but we're the image that is coming before them of God. We begin to represent God. How we treat them, how we talk to them, how we help them is a representation of God. Not physically, but it's in the sense of, well, this person's a Christian. How are they treating me? Does that mean God is like this? If you're rude, if you're a jerk, if you're abusing them emotionally or or verbally, they're going to associate that with God and say, well, why would I want to be a Christian? They're all jerks. The last time that person came to my house, they were talking down at me and were basically saying that I was poor and cheap and I was dirty and 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 all of that. They're not going to want to become a Christian. They're not going to want to know God because the image that they're getting is that God is looking down at people, that God is is belittling them, that God is making fun of them, that God is angry, frustrated, and all of those things. And that would be a great misrepresentation of what God is because we've hopefully all known in some way where God has spoken to us or moved in our lives that God is the kindest, the most patient person, the most loving. And even when he does criticize, I don't even want to say criticize, It's that sounds so negative, but even when he does kind of say, hey, you probably, oh, convict, there we go. Even when he does tend to convict us of things that we're doing wrong and stuff, he usually says it with love. And there's usually a way that he says it that you're like bothered by it because who likes change, but at the same time it gets through to you and you're like, wow, sorry, God, and then you accept it afterwards. That's the kind of things, a way that we need to approach them, not in a way where we're 
quote unquote, I'm just brutally honest. That's not an appropriate way to preach, uh, to approach someone. Brutally honest is never anything. It should not be a personality characteristic. That's not how a Christian should be. We should never be brutally honest. We can be honest. We can just give the the facts. But there's a way to give the facts in a sense that's not going to hurt someone. I could give you a lesson on that, not because I'm perfect, but because it's just something that I always um, work on with my kids because, I mean, kids don't necessarily have a filter and they tend to say whatever's in their mouth. And again, I'm a teacher, so like we have conversations about... Yes, you may, you know, need a pencil. And it's not the fact that you're asking for a pencil. It's how you're asking for the pencil. It's, are you demanding the pencil? Are you asking for the pencil? Please, may I have, may I please have a pencil? Or are you saying, give me a pencil. I need a pencil. Like, that's not really the way that we should approach people. There are different ways to word things. And if you have issues with that, I mean, there's both practice and also asking God, God, give me your words, give me your wisdom so that I know how to reach people in a way that's not going to, you know, insult them or affect them or give them a misrepresentation of of who and, and what you are. That's why it's so important to consider them more important than us. Because if we consider ourselves more important, then there are times where it's like, well, at what point does this become a waste of time? At what point should I just quit? And the realization is, if God isn't telling you to stop, then you continue because it's not a waste of your time to speak life into that person's life. I think I've shared this before, but um, I was a very difficult person to reach. And I know at some point or another that my family would have been like, hey, you know, I'm just kind of tired of talking to Adrian. I'm tired of sharing verses. I'm tired of trying to get him to go to church and whatnot. And had they had that same mindset with me, then they would have gotten tired, quit, and well, there goes my salvation. There goes my experience with God because they considered their own time or what or whatnot more important, their own pride more important, their own effort more important than God's work, God's plan. And so we as Christians need to remind ourselves that in this great life, yes, money and all those things are nice and they're awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like, Who doesn't like having money? Who doesn't like having nice things or getting to do cool things with family? But it also comes down to, am I putting what I find more important in front of what God needs done? Am I making time to go and do things like that? Am I being fully aware of where God can and needs to use me? And sometimes we'll find ourselves with time, like empty time. It's like, well, I'm not really doing anything. And a lot of times I feel like we find ourselves praying and saying, God, give me something to do. When those times can be meant to just get to know God better, read your Bible more, do a study plan, do a a book study or something like that. Get more into his word. And that could just be that quiet before the storm or God saying, prepare yourself. Learn the word, learn the verses so that you are prepared when the next battle comes. So the other verse I want to share is actually um, in the same chapter. It comes from verse 14 through verse 18. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the world of life, so that so that in the day of Christ I may be proud 
that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think the biggest fear sometimes is, yes, it's it's rough to put in our time and essentially, quote unquote, lose our lives to doing things for God. Like, well, God, I don't have time to go to the movies anymore because I'm doing such and such. I'm not, I don't have time to go on trips because I'm doing such and such. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in those things. And I'm not saying this is, again, this is me as well. I get so caught up in my own things and trying to make time for my own stuff that I, I forget the, the fight for people's lives that is going on. The the war that's being waged inside each and every single person about whether or not they're going to know God as their savior, whether or not they're going to give God a chance and, you know, get to know him. And so that last verse kind of hits me because it's like verse 17, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. And if, I do feel like this is more towards the extreme. I don't think that every Christian will have to do this kind of sacrifice. But the fact that it's on the table just, again, exemplifies the kind of sacrifice that we as Christians should be willing to have for someone else's salvation. It's just, we should be willing to essentially, again, two extremes, I'm a, I, I believe, that this would be the extremes to give our lives if it were to be for someone else's salvation. And that's why I say, like, nowhere in the Bible does it say to put our need, our wants and whatnot above God's work. And, and for those of you saying, well, I'm not going to neglect myself, but at the same time, God's not asking you to neglect yourselves. If anything, we have written proof that he will provide, he will never forgive nor forsake us. And one of his names is Jehovah Jireh, which is he will provide, meaning if we're doing his work, he's going to provide everything that we could ever truly need. And in some cases, I believe that he knows our, I don't believe, I know that he knows our wants and our desires better than we do. And while we might want one thing, he ends up giving us a thing that truly satiates whatever need we believed that we had. All of this to say, and honestly, I would just say, read Philippians 2. It's a great chapter. All of this to say that sometimes I feel like we can kind of get very like lazy or like, why do I have to be, um, what's the word? What is the word? inconvenience. There we go. We think of it as this whole big thing of inconvenience. Why do I have to be inconvenienced? Why do I have to go talk to that person? And it's and the truth is, it's not about us. Again, saying that is is easy. <laughs> Doing it is is different. Um like I just I know from personal experience that it can be really 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 difficult to do some of the things that God calls us to. But at the same time, they're necessary. I am not saying I want to have this happen to me where my life is sacrificed for another person's salvation, but I want to have that kind of mentality. 
I want to be able to say, I know I'm afraid, I know I'm scared, I know I'm tired, but this is someone else's salvation. So if I need to, then I'm going to keep going and I'm going to push on and I'm going to do that. And I want to get to that point where that is my mentality. And I, I pray that you're able to get there as well. And I do believe in everything in me that that's where we should be. That's why I brought up the whole, I know there's a fine line between being like Jesus and, you know, knowing that we can't be Jesus. And there's like that little space where you're like, we'll never be Jesus. We can try as hard as we want, but there's always going to be some space between the bar that he set and where we're at. And that space is filled in with God's grace. So yes, you will never be Jesus, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and you shouldn't strive to have that mentality of, even if I am the drink offering for your salvation, then I'm going to rejoice in all. Sorry, don't even let me. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. Even if I sacrifice my time and my money, and this is worth sacrifices, my life, that I'm still going to rejoice with you all. I am going to be glad with you all. I think that's kind of where I messed up a couple months ago or a month ago. I don't even really know the time. I started to think of this as my time. Oh my God, I have to do that again. Nobody even really listens to it. I have to do it again. I'm wasting two hours of my life. I'm wasting my Tuesday night. It's a Tuesday night. I don't I don't know what, what I was expecting there. Um and then I I like I'm done with this and and I can think it for every other situation that we're doing God's work and somebody's life is on the line. Am I fighting as hard as I should be? What if this is my brother, my sister, my cousin that was listening or something like that? But at the same time, when I'm doing the podcast, it's like, great, I have to do that again. And I think that's where I messed up because I really started to get into the mindset of, oh my God, I just, sorry, Lord, still working on the not using his name in vain. But I I would just say that. I would get upset and I'd be like, why do I have to do that? I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. Like, this is my time. Like, I just got off work. I'm, well, I'm so stressed. I feel so like just strained. Why do I have to do that? And I know that this wasn't Jesus who wrote this in Philippines too, but at the same time, but at the same time, I know that that's the mindset he had. How do I know that? Because he cried in that garden for you and I, because he wished that there was something else he could do. And that's the part that always gets me. It's not about the pain. It's not about the the cutting, the whipping, all that stuff. I can't even listen to that stuff. But it's the fact that he's crying bloody tears to me, that he knows what he's about to go through, that he could at any moment, run away and what? I'm pretty sure the apostles would have helped him because they loved him, but he didn't. He said, Lord, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. But even then, he still stood there and said, I'm willing to give my life for theirs. And he knew he did that knowing everything that we would do, everything that we'd become, both the good and the bad. Every time we'd cuss him out, every time we'd mock him, every time we'd blast I don't know how to use that in like the present tense, blaspheme against him. 
every time we'd fight against him, push against him. And so I know that Jesus may not have written this, but he had the same mindset. Even if he was the drink offering for our sacrificial offering for our faith, he is rejoicing. I don't think he went down to hell with those keys tired and and scared. I think he was smiling and and looking at the the demons and whatnot, like you thought you had me, didn't you? And just rejoicing as he set free the captives who were held there before his sacrifice. And then I believe that he rejoiced the entire way while he went up to heaven. And so I can't say that I have that mentality. And if you have that mentality, then God bless you because that's amazing. But I'm going to assume that most of us do not have that mentality. Most of us will honestly probably never have to do something like that. And I pray that we never have to do something like that. I pray that I never have to do something like that. But I still think it's a mentality that we should strive for, that I'm going to rejoice regardless of the sacrifice that I'm making, because I know that the sacrifice I'm making is for the sacrificial offering for someone else's faith. That it's giving them a relationship and fully changing their lives, not just for a moment, but for all of eternity. And so that's the kind of thing that I want us to focus on. I do believe that each and every one of us should take to reading Philippians 2. It's it's just so much more in this chapter. There's so much more to talk about. And it's just, I love just seeing the way that the Bible says we should think about this kind of stuff because it doesn't match how we were taught to act in the world. It doesn't match how we were taught to look at things in the world. It doesn't match what I've spent all of my life you know, learning, right? It's put yourself first, take some time for yourself, self-care, self this. And we're really getting into a lot of self stuff lately. And I don't, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong to take a break sometimes. Sometimes you do get tired, but I do think it's important to think about what you're doing for that self-care, where you're going for that self-care. Are you seeking out more of God or are you in imbibing in alcohol or drugs or, you know, doesn't even have to be something that's illegal. A lot of the TV and books that we have are legal. Nobody's going to arrest you, but some of the material that we're reading and it just, it opens doors that you're not aware of. I, I realized myself, I had been reading some books and like, I wanted to say there was no big deal, but I started to notice a difference in my, I want to say mental barriers. I don't know what to call that. Not like no superpowers, but just like my ability to block out temptations and whatnot. That's that's why I'm saying it's important to think about the kind of self-care that you're taking, the kind of breaks that you're taking. Are you meditating on God? Are you meditating on things of the world, thoughts of the world? Anyway, if you got anything from this message, it's the fact that we should all strive, whether, and I pray, Lord, right now, that none of us has to sacrifice to this extreme, but whether or not we give up our life for someone else's salvation, we will still rejoice in the midst of it all, because we know that we have helped them to achieve a relationship with God, which is more, which is worth 10 of our lives, a hundred, a million. Their salvation 
is worth more than my small time on this earth could ever be because they are, will be saved for all of eternity. As always, let's go ahead and pray. And um, yeah. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for being holy and righteous. I know that we have the example of Jesus to aspire to be. And I thank you for providing the grace and mercy to fill in the gaps between what we are and what he is. I ask you to continue to inspire us and move in us, give us your wisdom and understanding about how we can improve and continue to be the men and women of God that you seek us to be. I pray that you continue to help us to seek out how to help people, how to give, how to spend our time in ways that are more beneficial to our walk with you, that will keep us on the straight and narrow path that leads to you and eternity. I ask that you help each and every one of us with our wants and needs, not giving us always what we're asking for, but giving us what we truly need, what we truly desire, filling in our own wants and needs for the things that you know will satiate the longings and the wantings that we've had all of our lives, the holes, the missing parts that we've carried in our spirits, in our hearts, in our minds, healing us, giving us things that we never truly understood we needed something for. And lastly, I ask you to forgive us of our sins, to right now just clear our minds and close all the doors that we've allowed to be opened and once you've cleared all that out help us to develop this mindset of being willing to give our lives for someone else's salvation being willing to sacrifice the things that we have for someone else's salvation our time our money our energy and realizing just how important it is helping us to understand that verse that you said when we you said that others should be more significant than us don't I'll help us don't allow us to twist that and turn it into something that's not give us true and clear insight into what you meant in these verses and help it to radically change our lives bless us as we go through this week and just open our eyes to opportunities to speak to people and to get to spend more time with you, whether that's a short little, you know, song in the shower or something, reading a small devotional, whatever it might be, just help us to see it. In the name of Jesus, amen. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode of HFC. And to answer the question that I kind of forgot to do in the initial recording, it's important to have both. It's important to do, the, to do the actions, but also to have the mentality. Because if you're doing something without the correct mentality, it's going to come off the wrong way. It's not about what you're doing. It's about how you're doing it. Do it with the right heart. I hope you guys have an awesome, blessed week and that you receive something. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. And God bless. Bye.